G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. Hey, it is great to have you listening here today. My name is Lockie, I'm the host of this experience and really my job is to help you navigate those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow in your faith all throughout the week. Today, I sit down with Chris Podlick as we wrap up a little mini series on the Bible. We ask questions such as, is the Old Testament irrelevant? We also talk about Paul and the importance that he has to Christianity and we ask the question, what can I do if I'm not at peace with parts of the Bible? So we really hope you enjoy this episode. I'm really sorry about my mic again, uh, but next week we'll have it fixed and it will be back to its normal quality. So we're so sorry about that, but I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, Chris, you got some celebrities in the room with you, have you? I do. I do. Big, the big Beyond at Home celebrities. Ah, uh, yes. And we're not talking about Riley Brown sitting under your desk. No. That would be just weird. That would be no, weird. We're, we're talking about Buddy and Daisy. Buddy and Daisy made a brilliant feature. Hang mm. on, let me get up. You tell the story of how they exist because I've got no idea. I'm actually finding this out for the first time. I'll yes, get they're up actually, the. Beyond they're home. actually um, Emma's parents' dogs. So they're, they're rescue dogs. Um, and they got them from the Sunshine Coast. They're, we think, about nine or 10 years old, brother and sister. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, and so I think uh, the last um, place they had them or the last owner, um, yeah, just got to a point where they couldn't look after them anymore. And unfortunately, yeah, the poor old dogs were in a, were in a pretty bad state, had to have a lot of teeth removed and, and stuff, um, and then uh, ended up at, at Emma's mum and dad's place. Um, and they're very much loved, but they're just super, super chilled out. And we're puppy sitting them That's at the really- moment. And uh, and so we just thought, you know what? Everyone loves puppies. Let's put them in Beyond at Home. <laughs> if you if you don't know what we're talking about, check out Beyond Church AU on YouTube. And how did we get the Bible? The uh, first episode of this new series, The Bible for Grown Ups. You can check that out. They're pretty cute. I'll give you that money. They are. Yeah, they're awesome. They're awesome. They're sitting on the chair behind me and they are absolutely conked out. That's pretty much all they do all day. They either just want pats or they sleep. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's any dog, but... Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. Bit of fun. We love some puppies. And we also love the Bible. Chris, couldn't think of anything more creative to uh, segue into this episode of Beyond the Message podcast. But we're talking about the Bible. It's a quick little mini series. Hmm. Um, but Chris, would you give us a, a little insight into what we talked about either Beyond at Home or in our physical services over the weekend? Yeah, so we're just kind of looking at this. Um, really, we were looking at Paul. Um, or Saul of Tarsus, or Paul, depending on whether you're Greek or whether you're Jewish. Um, but we look because Paul is just this—he's such an in- incredibly important person to the story of the Bible. Um, and the reason that he is important is because he kind of gives us clarity, and he talks about clarity with the Old Testament, and also gives us confidence regarding the event of the resurrection. I think that's sort of the point that I think a lot of people can kind of get stuck on, like. The Old Testament seems like God is judging. The New Testament seems like he's loving. Where's the connection between the two? And so Paul kind of gives us clarity and confidence with the Old Testament and with the resurrection. Cool. Well, we'll talk a bit more about Paul in just a moment, but we've got some cool questions today, actually. I mean, I know I've got some questions about the content specifically from beyond, um, you know, either beyond a home or our physical service, but I've also just got some questions that, you know, we just want to know. We want to know about the Bible. I know a lot of people are unsure and have a lot of questions. So hopefully we can ask some of those questions that 
um, our listeners are wondering. So I want to start by asking a question about the Old Testament and is it irrelevant? Like what, what role does the Old Testament play for Christians today, 21st century, and should we only read the New Testament? Great question. Um, no, it's not irrelevant. In fact, there's actually a, uh, if people, people uh, want to nerd out on this stuff, um, there's a, it's actually called Marcionism is the belief that you don't need the, um, we, we can kind of just disregard the Old Testament, that it's, it's not important. Uh, Marcion was like a Christian who lived um, in Rome around the year 144. And, um, and that was kind of thrown out as like, it's not actu- actually accurate. Um, and so the New Testament, the New Testament is not irrelevant. It's de- it's a big part of the story of um, the Bible that we've kind of been looking at throughout this series. Um, but I would sort of say the New Testament, oh, sorry, the Old Testament is God's uh, relationship or God's agreement with a specific nation, the nation of Israel specifically. And when you look through the Old Testament, there's a number of covenants that God um, has with different people, uh, Moses, Abraham, Noah. And, um, and then the New Testament, Jesus kind of says, hey, I'm bringing in something new. And so that's why, that's why the Old Testament is kind of called the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, the Old Agreement, and then the New Agreement. And you can't have a new agreement unless you've got an old agreement. So the New Testament, kind of Christianity, I would say, is birthed out of Judaism. It's the chrysalis. Judaism is the chrysalis that Christianity was birthed out of. And so um, it's not irrelevant. Uh I would say if you're brand new to faith, start with the New Testament. Yep. But then there will become a point where you start to ask the questions when you read the New Testament enough, when you're kind of like, hey, what is Jesus talking about? Like when he starts to kind of, he's always talking to religious leaders and he always seems to offend them. Why does he offend them so much? And often because he's talking about some things that they held to be true that he's the fulfillment of. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Should we read like, mostly the new testament should we refer to it like how how do you see um someone who you know believes in jesus like what's their relationship they could have with the old testament oh that's a that's a fantastic yeah i know this is not a written question chris i'm just i'm just going off script here yeah oh look i i think it probably depends on where you're at um in your faith journey like i always sort of tell new people who are brand new to faith hey kind of start start and stick with the gospels like stick with the gospels figure out who Jesus is, learn who Jesus is. And I think the more and more you follow Jesus and you, and you, and you know who Jesus is, the more and more you kind of want to filter into the Old Testament. You want to start to unpack some things because you can kind of wade into it with a little bit of a framework. So I would sort of say like um, there, there are some Bible reading plans out there where you can kind of get like an overview, a brief overview of the um, story of Israel and it'll kind of say, hey, start in Genesis here and then jump to Deuteronomy and then it'll jump you around the old um, Testament and it'll kind of give you an overview. I think that's probably a great place to start. I wouldn't recommend like reading it from like start to finish that. I don't know. Personally, that just is really heavy for me. It's kind of depressing, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Uh, I think Molly's just started a old Testament Bible plan on the app, the Version app, which we're mm -hmm. recommending during the season. Yep, I think yep. she's got. She said it's going to take her like over a year um, to get through this one. I'm oh. not sure whether it's just like a week plan and just going to take her a long time, or whether it is like a 365 day plan. But uh, that just gives you a bit of insight as to how much uh, is potentially in in the Old Testament. Like it's huge. Mm. 
Yeah, and I think one of the other confusing things as well is that like um, the Old Testament obviously has more documents in it. And so you kind of get some of the documents are like overview documents, but then some of them are kind of like they like uh, journals that someone was writing about a specific period of time. So if you're kind of reading through it, you kind of like it's not sequential mm-hmm. and you can kind of be like, hang on a minute. I thought I read about this over here in another document. So I think sometimes going the big broad view, getting a kind of lay of the land for how things sit and then kind of deep diving into little sections of that story can be really helpful. Let's give a reference. It's, it's helped me. Um, the Bible project is a phenomenal reference. They provide these incredible videos um, that give overviews of certain books of the, mm. of the Old Testament. Like they, they just give some really good insights to some different concepts, I think between eight and 12 minutes um, per video. So I'll link that below, but just some, like some really, really good teaching, very solid theological um, backing as well. So that's what I want to kind of recommend for you. That's a good highlight. That's a good highlight there. Yeah, man. I would be lying if I said I hadn't used them to understand like uni concepts better. Um, Yeah. yeah. Same. same. (laughs) It's good. I'm glad we can, we can, uh, we can agree on that. Um, Chris, I'm, I'm asking some questions more kind of broadly about the Bible now. Um, now with, within the Bible, we get Jesus's life and ministry. Mm. Is everything that happens in that, you know, in that story meant to be applicable to our lives? Cause we love talking application here yeah. at this podcast. Um, yeah. Is, is everything applicable or is it kind of like pick and choose what you want to do? Ooh, good one. Good one. <clears throat> Look, um, that's a really interestingly framed question. Um, I don't think you should necessarily go and die on a cross. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, some people have, right? Like some people. I have- definitely, I definitely think, um, and this is one of the challenges that is that I, I definitely think that what Jesus does is Jesus raises the bar on the old Testament and he kind of makes it really, really clear if you're his follower or not. And it's kind of like, Hey, love each other. Um, and, and I kind of talked about it. It's not the golden rule. This is the platinum rule. Like the golden rule is treat other people the way you want to be treated. The platinum rule is treat other people the way that God through Jesus has loved you or treated you. And so I think when, when we look at Jesus's life and ministry, Jesus was just phenomenal at doing this. Jesus was exceptional at doing this. And I think typically, I know for me anyway, when I try to cherry pick and kind of go, oh, this doesn't really apply to me or I don't need to do this. Usually that's an excuse to not love someone the way that that Jesus would love that person. It's an excuse to kind of bend the rules, to make the rules how I want to make it and kind of be like, oh, well, if I could sort of have my way, here's how I would, here's how I would love them. And so <clears throat> I think if you, if you want to, if you take the teachings of Jesus seriously and you follow the teachings of Jesus, then, um, than loving the way that he loved us is uh, yeah. You can't cherry pick that. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I'm just looking like I'm Googling as we speak, mm-hmm. some of the, just the most like outrageous things that Jesus says. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure what I'm coming out with. I'm, I don't know, it's pretty dodgy search, but like there's just some very fascinating teachings that maybe we aren't talking about in the church. Um, but I'm, yeah, I was just wondering more so like all the other stuff outside of like the platinum or gold rule. Maybe, like, maybe. Are we looking at everything? I don't know. Maybe here's, here would be a good thought because I can't think of anything off the top of my head. And I don't know how we can do this lock, but we can figure out a way to do it. 
Yeah. If people just write, hey, what about this weird teaching of Jesus's? Flick it into the show and then we can answer them. We can talk about that like maybe as a launch pad for other episodes Ooh, or something. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's good. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. I love a, I love a bonus episode, Chris. Yeah. Um, I, just, like- I just think that's interesting because I can't think of any, like off the top of my head, I'm thinking a certain way, but someone might be like, oh, there's, that's a question I've wanted and I've got something yeah. right at the top of my mind. I, I've got one. Like I've just found one that's uh, a verse that's very close to my heart. Um, Matthew 6, 25, 26. Like Jesus just says like, don't worry. Mm. And you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> I guess I won't worry. Um, but you know, like a, a teaching that's applicable from Jesus, he just says, don't worry about what you will wear, what you'll eat life's more than food and your body's more than clothes. And it's just like, like, I don't know. I, I think there's some very applicable teaching like that, that comes from the Sermon on the Mount, which is a very application based kind of teaching that mm-hmm. Jesus gives. But I find stuff like that so incredibly confronting because you're just like, Oh, thanks Jesus. Now that you've said it, suddenly I won't worry. That's actually that's a great idea. I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and, not worry I, I don't know it's just like it sometimes feels out of reach the life that jesus is asking us to live um and i think that's um that can be a a really big personal challenge that we can go through i think that yeah i, I just think it's it's an interesting one the stuff that jesus asks and the, the standard he calls us to sometimes is like is crazy but um i think it's a journey that like it's worth exploring for all of us and it's going to look different for everyone well, I think this is the thing is that like what you've hit on there, Lockie, is like you, you kind of look at the journey and you look at what Jesus is calling you to and you go, that's impossible. And the reality is like Jesus would be like, yeah, that's the whole point of it because you're not supposed to be able to achieve it on your own. Like you're supposed to, you know, some of other Jesus's teachings like die to yourself, like take up your cross. Jesus is like, if you want to find your life, you have to lose it. And so some of these things that are kind of like, hey, if I want to never, ever worry, I don't, I, you know, or even just like simple, like be patient like that. I struggle mm. with that so <laughs> much. Like, don't worry about like not worrying. I just need like intervention for like being patient. Mm. Um, I think some of those things is just Jesus kind of pointing us to this, the, this fact that like, hey, I'm God and you're not. And when you put your faith in me and when you begin to follow me, you begin to trust me. And then you begin to see the world in a different way and you begin to focus on, um, different things but i think that is a constant process that we have to be reminding ourselves of all the time so, yeah i think um just to clarify the question mm. is everything in jesus life ministry meant to be applicable my answer would be yes i think that it's the gospels are very intentionally written to display the life that jesus lived and and the life that he lived is an invitation for us to also follow him uh, he calls his first disciples to follow him not just to walk around behind him but to imitate him, to be an apprentice of him. So I guess my answer to that question would be um, yes. Um, I would agree. I would agree, Locke. You've succinctly put it. Maybe not the whole crucifixion part, but he does say to die to ourselves, to, to he does. carry your own cross. He does. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say yes, um, but also just acknowledge that that's, that's challenging and to, to live like Jesus. Um, it's not as easy as wearing one of those like early 2000s um, wristband that says WWJD. What would Jesus do? It's it's yes. like a it's W-W-J-D. a hard thing. I had a frog one. Oh, um, what what's that one? Frog. We rely on God. Ah, oh, that's you tell. I was super cool. I had push, which is pray until something happens. something happens. Yeah, yeah classic. Big. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, my third question, Chris. Did Paul wear a WWJD <laughs> wristband? <laughs> I'm sure Paul did. Paul probably um, invented them. Paul, yeah. Paul made a fortune of of selling and creating these these wristbands. Uh, no, my, my third question, Chris. Is, uh, we're talking about Paul mm. all through the message, and we actually we do talk about Paul a lot. Um, yeah. We like Paul, but do you reckon that Paul is the most important Christian? to ever have lived um, i'm going to say outside of jesus sure. um and you know i reckon you've made a good case for it on sunday or wherever you've listened in but yeah do you think that paul is like the most important christian um i probably wouldn't say important i think that is is a um i don't know i just don't um that kind of grading scale i don't know if, if i if i sit super comfortable with that i would probably say he's he'd have to be one of the most influential like outside of Jesus, I would say that Paul is probably the most influential Christian to have ever lived. Um, <clears throat> merely because of the time in which he lived, the things that he did. Like when you look at kind of where the disciples were before Paul came along, Paul kind of is the one who kickstarts really reaching the Gentiles and kickstarts taking the message of Jesus to places that let's be honest the message of jesus should really not have kind of fit well i i i love um yeah i i I love paul so much and his story is so cool but i think like you kind of see jesus is resurrected and um then afterwards jesus like hey go into all the world and then you see like the disciples and they kind of like just hang out in jerusalem they're like yeah cool we'll go to jerusalem like (laughs) Sweet guys, that's where you've been. Like you've been hanging around there the last three years in that region. Like, ha- try something else. And then Paul kind of comes along, and Paul's like, "Guys, like, I'm out. Like, let's go. Let's go reach. Let's go really reach some people." Um. So yeah, I think Paul and Paul, the way that he shaped Western civilization, um, is is absolutely unparalleled. And so I would say that like, I, it wouldn't be controversial. I don't think. Um, for most historians, whether secular or Christian, to sort of say Paul is probably the most influential person outside of Jesus in the Jesus movement to have ever lived. Yeah, mm, that's good. I, I think um, some of the work of those people in the early church is just like extraordinary. And uh, I did a presentation for some students today around like um, the validity of Christianity and like you know, and and is the Bible real? And mm. I, I guess I pointed out that. Um, there was a passage in Acts where it talks about like Peter and a few of the early church apostles coming mm. against the high priest in the Sanhedrin and yep. them like not standing down and saying like, no, we're going to keep talking about Jesus and them getting whipped and like yep. beaten and then them just going and sharing about Jesus. I kind of said that if they, if they just went, you know what, that's a fair point you make there, high priest. We are going to stop. <laughs> I was like, we, we wouldn't be sitting here today. Like the church could have well, like, stopped um it could have just fizzled out and what you get is people like peter and people like paul who despite the the opposition and controversy that they would have caused through their belief in jesus is like they they paved that path so early on that's Mm. allowing us to be recording this podcast here today um so i think any of those early christians like and i don't know too much about history in between then and now i'm sure that's very influential people like martin luther and other people like that who have who have done the same but uh it's cool to recognize just how big of a job those people like paul have have played in the church yeah 100 i think you you did a 
you, you know, you mentioned like Martin Luther King, um, or I don't know whether you meant Martin Luther King Jr. or Martin Luther, but like either or when, when I think it's different when you step out for the first time, you know, like when Martin Luther King stepped out as one of the leading voices in the civil rights movement, that's very different to people coming along generations later because they're standing on the shoulders of some of these people who have laid this platform. And I think kind of like what you highlighted then when, you know, when the earliest disciples and Paul kind of laid this foundation, they were the ones stepping out into the unknown and, um, and we have the opportunity now to stand on their shoulders because of the result of the foundation that they laid for us. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, last question of the series, mm. it's just a mini one, you know, two weeks and we're talking about a big topic. So I've kind of, we're going all around the place this, this episode, yeah. but I want to um, wrap up this series by just asking, what can I do if I'm not, if I'm not at peace with the parts or all parts of the Bible? Um, Cause there may be some people listening that, agree with most of it or some of it who love Jesus and still struggle mm. with some of scripture. So I'm assuming there's some people out there like that. So I just want to kind of talk to them for a moment. What, what do we do if we're not at peace with all of the Bible? I, I would just say that you're normal. Like that's, <laughs> that's completely normal. It's a good uh, answer. Yeah. I think that, um, and, and this is, I mean, where, where I come at things is that, you know, I, I really encourage and I hope that people hear that I, I want people to be thinking critically about these things. I want people to be examining um, the assumptions they have. And I ask um, every time someone watches one of our videos or someone kind of comes to an in-person thing, you know, I'm always challenging people, hey, if you don't believe this, why don't you think about it this way? And so I think as Christians, we've got to also be critically thinking about our thoughts and um um, and critically thinking about some of the things and, and the ways and there's the different parts of the Bible. And so that automatically means that at times you're kind of like, Ooh, I'm not sure how I view this, or I'm not sure how I, um, how I get to that. I'll, I'll tell you how to tackle that part. Second, the, the first part I don't want you to miss is just because you're not at peace with parts of the Bible. I don't want you to miss the resurrection. And I don't want you to miss Jesus because being a Christian is not, are you at peace with everything in the Bible? Becoming a Christian is, are you at peace with God? And Jesus's death and his resurrection allows us to be at peace with God. You know, when we place our trust and place our faith in him, that allows us to have peace with God. So that is first and foremost. Just because you're unsure of something in the Bible does not mean that your relationship with God is in doubt or you're less of a Christian. We should just <clears throat> put, that put, out, out there. That's good. put that out there. But if there are parts of the Bible that you kind of feel like you're not at peace with. I think there's a, a whole, um, depending on what it is, I would say, depending on what it is, I think first ask the question, like, what is it within me that's causing me not to be at peace with that? And it might be the fact that it, you know, speaks to something that you're struggling with, or it speaks directly to something that you're kind of like, Oh, I don't, I just don't want to forgive or I don't want to do that. So that's kind of a, challenging part for me maybe it might be intellectual for you you're like oh there's certain parts like was there a worldwide flood was there a mass exodus a whole heap of stuff so i would i would sort of say when it comes to um when it comes to those parts like ask hey what is it within me that causes me to not feel at peace and then as a result of that kind of navigate and kind of choose the adventure um because if it's intellectual that's one answer that's researching that's asking a lot of questions that's maybe listening to podcasts that's reading broadly on the subject. And then if it's something like maybe emotionally or um, spiritually, that's another question. That's maybe a conversation with a friend, conversation with someone in your group, 
pray, pray through a situation with someone. And one more little caveat on the intellectual side of things that um, <clears throat> I would say is I would just say, if there's something that's kind of challenging you and you think you kind of have an idea of what the answer would be, read different perspectives and particularly read perspectives of people who do not agree with you. Mm. I, I think that it's, yeah, I don't want people kind of going out researching just to support their own idea. You know, I think that's the danger with Google these days is you can Google and you can Google in such a way that you just support your own bad ideas at a point. Um, and so I, like people can't see this, but on, on our zoom chat as we're recording this, there's a bookshelf behind me and on bookshelf. that bookshelf, there's a, there's a, there's a section that's like by Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris, Christopher Hitchens, Daniel Dennett, all these atheists, because I love reading that stuff because I want to be challenged by viewpoints that are different from my own. And I want to understand and learn. So I think when you're looking at, you know, perspectives or you're trying to figure out a part of scripture, um, read people from different perspectives, different theological bends to try and better understand that passage and um, find a little bit more peace with that. That's very good. That's a great way to wrap up kind of the two parts of our Bible series, but I think we've potentially opened the door depending on what comes our way in terms of questions and feedback to a few more conversations about the Bible. So uh, we kind of gave you a taster of like four different, distinctly different questions there, but um, please feel free to DM us and get in touch with us because we would love to dive a bit deeper where, where people are keen to look at. Um, I'm excited because next week we are launching a brand new series, mm. Ghost Stories. It's a big four-parter. Is that, I think I've got that right. It's a three. three. It's a three-parter. Three parter. Yeah. Um, and ghost stories, Chris, why should people tune in next week or come back to one of oh, our mate, I am, experiences? Yeah. This, this series is, um, there are just some things in Christianity that are weird. Right. And I think, <laughs> I think Christians make them weird, but then they don't also don't fully understand them. And I think definitely people outside looking in think like that's weird. And so for the next three weeks, we're going to talk about one of those weird things, which is the Holy spirit. Um, and I think like this is this is a series for Christians to give you a bit more clarity on like what the Holy Spirit is and the role of the Holy Spirit and, and all of yeah. that. But I think it's this is definitely a series for people who are new to church as well, because when you look at our world, there's so much spirituality in the world. Um, I think people are craving it. People are constantly talking about mindfulness and meditation, which is just an Eastern form of spirituality. People are talking about zodiac signs and star signs and crystals. And so people are yearning for this kind of spirituality. And I think Christians have kind of been a bit weird um, about the spiritual side of our faith. And so we're going to explore that for a couple of weeks and try to demystify it and, and make it a little bit easier to navigate. That's awesome. Three great episodes coming up your way. Um, so make sure to tune into those as they go live. Apart from that, we have wrapped up this little series. I've had a lot of fun. I've learned a lot about the Bible and um, been challenged in new ways. So thank you very much, Chris. And uh, we will see you fresh. Will I see you next week? Is that what's happening? You will see me. I will see you next you will. week. You'll see me for part one. You'll see Riley for two and three. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's exciting. So you get a little a bit of a break after next week. So you, well, you enjoy your week, Chris, and we'll catch you soon. See you guys. Bye.